Hey everybody, I'm back. Eduardo Jackson, creator, founder, CEO of the Cinema Draft Game with a very, very special guest. That's right. You know him, you love him, and now you must fear him. He is our very first three straight, three-peat champion of the feature presentation, Jay Devlin. Oh, Ed, I'd love to say it's getting old, but it's just not getting old. <laughs> Accepting my weekly trophy. I'm going for four weeks in a row, an entire month. I think I referred to myself as the anti-Jim Kelly. 4-0. <laughs> me, Joe Montana, and Michael Jordan. So I, I, I want to be spoken in that same light when it comes to, uh, to winning. Just straight Who up. Who will break up, up this winning. dynasty? And you know what? Damn it, I, I think I'm going to take my shot next week because, first of all, I'm tired of getting beat at my own game. Second of all, I always tend to use the best <laughs> call sheet I've got in the best points of the feature presentation. No more. No more. Matter of fact, you know what? Maybe I'll start filling out my call sheets, you know, backwards. Maybe I'll start from the background talent and work my way up to the feature presentation so that by that time, I'll have figured it out, damn it. But great Ed, job. How, great how many feature you. presentation wins do you have? Uh, zero, actually. I don't think I've won it. I've won the best boy like twice, I think. Oh, I've the won. best boy. That's like winning, what, the long jump in the Special Olympics? You know, you know what? You know what? All money is good money, damn it. This ain't, this, ain't, this ain't dominoes. All money is good money, all right? <laughs> it's though. like winning the mixed doubles title at the Australian Open. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, hey. One of these days, Go one for of these the, days uh, we have multiple singles title. huge huge gpps you know that's guaranteed prize pools for all you dfs fans you know winning any damn tournament's going to be very very special and these are so special don't hate just because you came in second or what was it you came in second you came in like fourth in the in the best boy well, well we're going to focus on your win though let's focus on your win I'm very excited I for you but notice how i did not because my cardinal the thing i do not like my pet peeve is when people put the same lineup in every contest and then win <laughs> all the contests yes so right. i at least deviated I didn't did. put my, my stud lineup into the best boy. I'd like switched it around a little bit. But, All right, well, uh, tell the people your thought process behind your call sheet. Go. Well, we discussed it last week. I don't think we did it on a pod. We might have done it just over a regular phone call. But Yes, we missed you last week, Jay Devlin. Don't leave us like that. Well, it worked out because <laughs> people did not stack a dog's purpose like they were supposed to. Two weeks in a row, I was able to find the undervalued movie and just stack it. Two weeks ago, you, Split did not cost enough money, so I believe I had like a seven-pack of Split. Mm, this true. week, Dog's Purpose, the stupid PETA thing that came out where people literally <laughs> thought that people weren't going to go see this movie because like somebody thought a dog was mistreated. Parents don't care. Like It's a nice <laughs> kids movie. Kids definitely don't care or no. Kids, no. kids don't care. No dogs were slaughtered. This isn't like some fucking slaughterhouse, all right? <laughs> like, maybe a dog was mistreated. Life goes on. It's a feel-good movie. Uh, people showed up for it. It did almost $19 million. I never thought for a second it wouldn't do that because, bottom line, like, we've been doing this for a while. Parents like taking kids to movies. Kids and, like and, movies. And to prove it, you, you put your money where your mouth is. We had another one of our infamous side bets. I think I wagered the $20 I was up <laughs> to, uh, versus Jay Devlin. So now we are back to even, and I'm looking for something to double down on, damn it. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, man, I'm all for protests and, and standing up. But, like, some of these – protesting a dog's purpose was probably, like – you know, just above, you know, uh, I don't even know. Can't even think of a, a worse protest than that. Very yeah, solid there's movie. There's the protest this weekend. That's for damn sure. Than a dog's purpose. All right. <laughs> a nice movie. I'm sure people shed some tears. It's this generation's old yeller. 
and it brought me to the winner's circle. So Dennis Quaid, thank you, my brother. All right, there, there you have it. So let's take a look at Gamble 24-7's call sheet, a stalwart atop the top three these days. Uh, he also had a five-pack of A Dog's Purpose. Uh, looks like he also had the headliner stack of Split. Uh, hmm, interesting. We, I, maybe Real quick, can we could a little little teaching lesson right here. You sure, ready? Go, strategy. Go back, go back to my lineup. Go back to my lineup okay. real quick. This, this, is a pri- this last week was a prime example of don't get caught up in spending all of your money. You, you, ah, don't, okay. you don't have to spend the full 100000 This is uh, true. You know, I could have gone up from a dog's purpose, like one of my dog's purpose movies, to get Resident Evil because it costs a little bit more. But at no point did I think that movie would ever do more than a dog's purpose. So I ended up leaving... You know, I think about thirty-four hundred dollars on the table. Right, about yeah, thirty-six hundred on the table. Thirty-six hundred yeah. on the table, and you know, it, people get caught. Hey, I got I got to spend all my money. It's the only way to get maximum points. That's not true. If you have a lineup that you think mathematically is going to earn the most, whatever you have left over should not play any part. Okay, and I'll, and I'll jump in on that, though. That, I, I, I do agree, especially on, on some weekends, as we're still you know, figuring out what the optimal strategy to this game is. Sure, it's probably optimal to leave some money on the table. I would say this, though, and this is a rule of thumb that I apply. And, you know, we're, we're DFS enthusiasts, daily fantasy sports enthusiasts. You know, we like to dabble in the, the DraftKings of the world and here and there. And one thing I, I remember learning early on when I was trying to learn basic strategy to the game, I read this thing by Jonathan Bales, one of the, the, the premier, you know, I guess thought leaders or whatever on DFS strategy out there. And he, and he said early on that he likes to leave, what was it? He said, is it 1% or 5%? Something like that. I think it was like 5% or whatever. No more than 5% of his overall budget, you know, uh, on the table. And I've kind of adopted that. I think uh, with with here, if you leave 5,000 or less, you're probably in good shape. You know, because you still use the you know, majority of your budget, what have you, clearly well within the, the 5% or whatever. But if you're leaving probably like 20000 and you're probably, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, you're totally wrong. This is like a really big value weekend and I totally mispriced the talent pool. But yeah. most likely, you know, you know, 5000 6000 ish you know, you kind of, in, in my estimation, you kind of want to be around that general area because you're probably missing out on some value somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a week-to-week thing. And as we've learned playing this game since you launched about two and a half months ago is that every week is in and of itself, and the strategy changes for sure. This just, to me, seemed like the kind of week where leaving money on the table was the best way to go about it because as you go to Gamble 24-7's lineup, he had almost the same lineup as I had, yes. but I feel like he felt like he had to spend his money. Mm, had to spend so he, he went up from a dog's purpose to go... To Resident Evil. Which, ah, true. You know, which, I mean, he's, I guess he got 19 points out of it. I mean, I, I don't know if I could have got there. Yeah, but, but also, but this, this is a great example oh, could, of value. See, he could have actually squeezed in another dog's purpose instead of Resident Evil. He exactly. might have been hedging his bets. Like, he, I mean, I mean, even even if he had seen or, or didn't see the the pro the, the box the box office pro prognostications, whatever, which we know can be kind of shaky. Uh, yeah. Still, it, I mean, even from a pure value standpoint, he got more points per dollar with 18.38 points, you know, uh, for $8,600 for a dog's purpose on, on the average actor in that film than he would have even as a headliner from a 13 point, yep. 13 exactly. 5,000. So, yeah, yeah, so, that, so that's, don't be, 
Yeah. Don't be worried about spending all your money. Just make the best lineup possible that you think is – the bottom line is this. The most points wins. It doesn't matter how much of your budget you spend, whether you spend all of it or you spend 95% of it or whatever. The point is to get the most points. Don't and also up. to get the best value too. Because I think because as I spoke on the – on the micro pod last weekend that what I thought might've been, uh, you know, the winning call shoot was something that had a lot of a dog's purpose, you know, the headliner stack was split, but then, you know, it was probably going to come down to the limited release really. And he's, you know, he kind of ran out of money. So he punted limited release with uh, resurrection of Gavin stone. That's understandable, but yeah, but yeah, but that's, that's, that's what kept him from the top spot because if he would had, if he'd used the money he could have saved, on Resident Evil, which is like what five thousand more than most of a dog's purpose actors, he could have used that money to go up a little bit to get Patriots Day, and yeah, and yeah, headline from that, you know, I think six or seven thousand would have, you know, would have probably you know gotten him right up there with you. Probably that would have beat me. That would have beat me if he if yeah. he had gone if he had gone up to Patriots Day from his resurrection of Gavin Stone and down from Resident Evil to a dog's purpose. That would have beat me by I think like point four points. Right, it would have been really, really, really close. close. It would have beat me. For sure. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but you know, still I love the scene the scramble at the top. Uh, returning to the winner's circle, BTTF, the top three spot. It's been a while since we've seen uh, him out here. Uh, looks like he also did okay, so he had uh, he had the headliner stack of split, headliner stack uh, four pack of dog's purpose. Oh yeah. It's interesting though. Silence, which you know, and actually I did see silence. I was watching a screener of silence over the weekend, and that is an insufferable Movie. <laughs> it deserves what little box office it gets. Oh my goodness, I had to quit that movie. Anyways, he did a he did a headliner stack of silence, uh, which is probably where he missed out on some points, probably. And then For also sure. he did he did Patriots Day, and then Resident Evil to probably to cover his bases. Because and you never know sometimes with these you know January ish genre kind of genre films. Because you know we were also had the same kind of uh, concerns about Underworld. Was Underworld going to perform? Because well, Resident this, Evil came out of the box on Thursday, crushing. I think it did like a million dollars on Thursday. It really did. It really which did. Made, yeah. I was like. Hmm. I, I knew a, a kids movie wasn't going to do great on a Thursday. But and to be honest with you, the Resident reviews have been fairly positive. Of, yeah. of Resident, if I'm not mistaken, I think I saw like a, I mean, I don't know, Cinema Score or whatever. Uh, I think I'm looking for IMDb. Uh, cinema Score, whatever, was like you know B plus. I mean, you know, these movies aren't built for like critical acclaim or anything. So you know, I was I was a little surprised to see that like it was getting the like decent reviews. Look at well, six point three. It's kind of. I guess whatever critics. That's oh, about, never mind. Eight. That's, that's about <laughs> five point three higher than that movie probably deserves. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> okay, so moving right along. And actually, I want to bring us to a new feature I'm I'm working on installing this week. This is what I'm calling the call sheet of the week. And the call sheet of the week, we're going to try to award that to the person with the most points on their call sheet in any wow. of the contests. And it looks like this, this isn't week narcissistic at all. No, it's no, I'm just saying. I mean, I, I was <laughs> hoping it was going to be you. Actually, I had a, I was, I had an inkling to give you the call sheet of the week anyway, since you have, you know, notched the historic three peat. But you know, I, I think mm-hmm. we need to see what, what optimal call sheets look like. And this I think is it's the best boy. Yeah, you know, that's that's where you you beat my sheet by about like point three. Yes, this this is my wheelhouse, the best boy. Yeah, this is where I, I I edge you out by well well in this one I I beat you by like about twelve points, but overall yeah. with the overall uh, scoring I think I point, beat you by like point five point, point yeah. four something yeah. 
And so, so 220.87, I believe, is the highest scoring call sheet of the week. This one belongs to yours truly, Cinema Draft Swag. And, and that's the, the one with Patriots Day and limited release instead exactly. of the founder. I think yes, that's this is the one enough. I talked about on the podcast where uh, – on the, the weekend preview podcast where I had the six-pack of Dog's Purpose, the headliner stack of Split, and then uh, I did uh, Patriots Day and then kind of punted with Father Never Bothered. Now, it was a bit of a punt, but it was also a calculated punt with Father Never Bothered. And I left 2200 Dude, that movie crushed. It really – and see – and so, so yeah. go, ahead, go ahead and talk about, uh, about some of these indie films, you know, kind of well, indie foreign films crushing out of the box. That's – I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, that was a total luck box move by me picking that movie. I just – I've gotten to the habit of just – I take the most – like I take the Indian movies, I take the Mexican <laughs> movies, I take the most un-American movie that's in platform <laughs> and cheap, and I play it because those movies do really well. Like, well, we, like we were writing that one Indian movie that you. Uh, it took you three weeks to figure out how to pronounce it. Exactly. Yes, I, I remember something. <laughs> I Idil Ushmikil or something. It was awesome. Yeah. I remember those were great days. <laughs> so I don't know who's in this movie. I have no idea what it's about, but it fits into my formula of find these platform movies where there's probably no English, there's some subtitles, and they dominate. <laughs> well, it also was key, too, about Father Never Bothered is that – so it, it was a bit of a nexus of what we look for in one of these sleeper uh, foreign films. I mean, it was it had a fairly wide release for platform. It was on 312 screens. Uh, you know, it, it, was, it was subtitled, but that also kind of brings – tends to bring out those communities and where it's playing. And so you're usually going to see a pretty strong at least one to first – two or three weeks of performance out of these type of movies. And so I, I, I felt pretty confident that Father Never Bothered, especially, you know, I mean, I'm not sure if it was undervalued because there's no recognizable stars. It was valued, you know, in the, you know, sub 5,500. But, you know, but still I figured, you know, especially if, yeah. you're, if you need to get a platform release in there, you know, get you an actor from, from a, a foreign yeah, film. You never know. Dude, look at, go to platform, find out what movies are platform and, and look how many screens they're on. And, you know, if they're on a lot of screens, play them. It's like that yeah. simple. You know, Even not. Lion did decent this weekend. I think Lion did like another two or three million. So that's well, actually, no, I'm sorry, that's unlimited release. Never mind. Uh, There's another. Well, yeah, I, I think I think of the platform releases that had the best shot. So that was the rationale behind uh, behind this week. Uh, this week, looking forward, will be decided in the platform and the limited categories. Oh, bold call. Well, let's take a look. Great transition. I appreciate that. Let's take a look at the new talent pool, it's which is first already radio. up. They call me the John Stockton of radio. The assists, yes. Let's take a look at, at some of these uh, actors in these films that we have. Uh, I've been experimenting, trying to get these up as soon as uh, sooner than later, so that when we were done fin finalizing these contests, that you're able to jump right in and, and is, is James Baldwin like the ninth Baldwin brother? Is he related <laughs> to that family? <laughs> Yo, this, this, I'm actually really excited about this call sheet. Not because it's good. This is just like a dummy call sheet. But where, when else are you ever going to have a chance to put Martin Luther King, Medgar Evers, Malcolm X, and James Baldwin all in the same call sheet? That's exciting. I just like to say that. Uh, basically, I, that's I, I, I dropped me. about 30 on Medgar Evers University in college. <laughs> oh, did you really? Yo, yeah. where, are, they, are they in Mississippi? Where are they from? No, I think they're out of New York City. Oh, sweet. Were they D3, D2? I think they were D2 school. Something like for, that. For those of you scoring at home, uh, Jay Devlin, 6'6", six, 6'7"? Six, six, yeah, 6'9", six, with the afro. <laughs> with the non-juju fro? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what movie? Come on, Ed. What movie is that? Oh, uh, uh, oh crap. 
Um, Fisher State Pittsburgh? Out. No, here he comes down the court. Fletch, six foot five, six nine with the afro. This pretty kid out of Harlem. Fletch. Oh, oh, don't, don't, oh, don't tell me that was the one. Um, is that Celtic Pride? No, it's Fletch. Fletch, Fletch oh, with wow. Chevy Chase. Wow, wow he Come won the preach for that one, y'all. Test, testing my, I, I, testing my, uh, my VHS gangster. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Right, so we have, what do you got here? What do you got? What's this? This so us? looking at uh, so looking at the overall spreadsheet, we've got five five new entries this week. We've got the space between us, uh, kind of like a, a tween sci-fi movie. Rings, which is a horror genre. I am not your Negro, which is a documentary based on James Baldwin, uh, using mostly his words and his writing. And I'm I'm totally partial to this only because I did my freshman year dissertation in English class at Morehouse on James Baldwin. Love him. Uh, the Comedian starring Robert De Niro, and then also Reis, which I believe is an Indian film. That's huge. Uh, I'm going a nine pack of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> those in, dude, those Indians show up for the box office, man. A billion Indians can't be wrong. Yes, yeah, so right. attractively priced. 5,400 oh. your top headliner. 5,000 is your stone minimum actor. Yeah, it's. It, it's I will have out. this movie on my call sheet somewhere, <laughs> guaranteed right now. Look out for updates throughout the week. Uh, 265 screens, so it definitely kind of fits that criteria of a fairly, you know, high end of the of the the platform release. And also look for about three more actors that should be updated later on this after this evening, uh, or if not tomorrow. So we'll give you every opportunity to to add these excellent uh, Indian actors to your call sheet. The space between us. Um, What'd yeah. you do with split? What'd you do with split? How much? Oh, split, 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 staying the same. Splits un, okay. uh, unchanged. It actually, this feels like a, it might be a bit of a flat box house weekend as far as there's going to be, you know, a, a, a bunching at the top between. Well, you know, I don't. I need. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of out of touch with my teen slash tween demographic now that the real world's not on right now. Oh. Real, with, with the real world, I can see all those commercials as I'm skipping forward, so I gotta get an idea of what's being promoted to, you know probably the hottest demographic of moviegoers, which is like, you know, the kids and the tweens. So, so without, without yeah. any MTV watching, I'm kind of lost right now. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so I'm not sure how the space tweens is going to do. I, I have a feeling it might only do about 10 or 11 million. Uh, the comedian, I think is definitely going to be in like limited release, if not outright platform. So don't look for that to do too much. Um, Rings is the wild card. Rings is a sequel to, the ring, I guess. Wow, um, they really got creative on that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> they're going off of a franchise property, which is, you know, it's wide release. It's one of those low budget, you know, low budget, high reward type films that, I mean, it could do 20. I don't know. What do you, what do you think about these type of films, Jay Devlin? Um, I don't usually get the horror films right because I'm not a fan of the genre. Uh, that being said, I, I like the price already. Around 10, 10, 1, you can kind of stack it up a little bit. You and you raise the price on a dog's purpose, which yeah. kind of oh, takes yeah. that. Yes, good which point. takes that stack. If dog's purpose loses, let's say it only loses thirty percent of what it did, that means the value for rings is exponentially better than anything from a dog's purpose. Oh, so okay. right now I'm I'm probably you know I'm going to stick with my strategy of um, I might full stack rings. Oh wow! And okay, if, it, if it's projected to do fourteen or fifteen, and then over, and then goes to like fifteen, eighteen, you know, maybe people saw Split. They're in kind of the mood for these kind of movies, these kind of scary movies, and it'll be a carryover into Rings. 
because people are like, well, Split was really scary. That was fun, a fun movie. Fuck it, let's go see Rings. So maybe Rings kind of piggybacks on Split a little bit. Does it's an interesting strategy. I, I hadn't really considered getting too much of Rings, but now I'm intrigued. I, I mean, as usual with us, at least, you know, we like seeing what happens with the the box office pro, you know, prognostication or whatever, because we know it's coming out every week. We know it's coming out on Wednesdays. <clears throat> so, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to keep that in the back of my head. I'm, I'm very intrigued. Keep that, keep that there. And then the other thing to look for, I think people need to notice is the fact that a lot of these old, like La La Land and other movies, Arrival, some movies are coming back into the into the theaters in, in big numbers because Oscar season's around the corner. Oscar so they're trying to, you know, they're trying to hype the these movies up to win an Oscar. So you might be able to find some really good value on some of these cheaper movies that, that were out maybe a month ago, a month and a half ago that you still have up for uh, for drafting. So True. I would definitely and, take a look at those. And tell people real quick what you thought of Gold. I've already gone on record how I felt about Gold, but you saw that the other day. Gold Gold was fantastic. I thought it was a fun ride. Uh, anytime you can get McConaughey, like kind of drinking, you know, being a character with a big personality, I'm always going to check that out. I like. And he it. really gained those pounds. Like he's, See, it, he's like legit. It was. It was. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He's it's not a prosthetic. He actually gained he, the pounds. I saw. Oh, he gained the pounds. But here's the thing, Ed. He's jacked. The guy's in great shape. He's like cut up six pack, eight pack. When dudes like that put on some weight for a movie role, they're still fucking jacked. All right. So like when he woke up in the morning in the one scene and he kind of sits up in the bed and we're supposed to see his fat rolls, you still see his muscles inside <laughs> of like the fat that just kind of existed there for a little bit, you know, and like sure. his chest was still like, so my girlfriend and I saw it together. And we were laughing at it. We were like, yeah, we get it. He was like, he put on some weight, but you could still see like his back muscles. You know, he was, he was still like. <laughs> A physical fight. Out of the, the jacuzzi, whatever. It's like yeah. it's like a pretty athletic looking fat dude, you know? <laughs> uh, he's like the fat guy at the park that can still dunk. And you're like, wait, how how did how's this fat guy still dunking? Man, you I don't appreciate you that. calling me out like that, Jay Devlin. I mean, oh shit, son. There you go. I went, I went I biking like today. I went biking. Uh, I like it. I <laughs> went hiking. You back. went biking. Gold or gold. Loved it though. I thought it was really good. Didn't really see it coming. Didn't know anything about the story. And I thought the acting was fantastic. It, the, the period piece was great. I love Reno. I mean, I'm a huge Reno really? guy. Really? Oh, I'm a big Interesting. Fan. Okay. I'm a huge, I'm a huge Reno guy. behind Reno because I've been there once when I was like a kid, like in like high school for a convention, and I was like, all right, it's okay. Bro, growing up as a kid, in, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm born and raised in Philadelphia. For a short time, I lived in Sacramento. I was a young kid, uh, third, third, eighth grade. Mm-hmm. My grandmother, rest in peace, Nana. Love you. She loves playing the one arm bandits, brother. So my mom would always pack me and my brothers up, and we would drive up to Tahoe and, and Reno, and Nana would sit there at the, the fucking one arm bandit at Circus Circus, man. Circus wow. Circus and Fitzgerald's just playing slots for Fitz. hours and hours and hours. <laughs> so Fun I'm fact a about Fitzgerald's guy through and through. Fun fact about Fitzgerald is that at least the one in Vegas, I'm not sure if the whole chain was, but at least the one in Vegas used to be owned by a couple of brothers, a couple of uh, uh, black dudes, and they sold it to to a bunch of brothers, like like actual brothers uh, from okay. Detroit who turned into the D. Fun fact. Nice. Yeah. And it's funny thing is when I think of Reno, I do think of, I, the only thing I remember from that trip, because I was like 16 or something, I remember a lot of slot machines. That sounds very, oh. very apropos. So, so many slots, man. She had incredible stamina. <laughs> no play, Nana. Well and that played. was before you could just push a button and it spun for you. You actually back then had to pull that. Pull you that had to do lever. the work. Yeah. I mean, she was by the end of that trip, 
I mean, she was just her right arm was like she looked like like Roger Federer's right arm compared to his left arm. How it's just like exponentially bigger. <laughs> just because he's been oh. playing tennis on it for 30 years and the other arm is like super skinny and malnutritioned. Oh man. <laughs> Take uh, a look at that next time you see him. It's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I, I will I will look out for that. And congratulations, Roger Federer. He did win the Australian Open, correct? He did. My least my my least favorite William sister one. I'm a Venus guy. I've always been a Venus guy. Huh. Uh, I okay. love him. I've always liked her smile the best. I always liked her demeanor. She got a great smile. I always liked her disposition. She always seemed like the friendlier Williams sister to me. Um, <laughs> so that's who I was rooting for in that particular battle. But you know, big ups to uh, Serena for beating Steffi Graf's record for most Grand Slam titles. Two great champions for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I you know big props to Serena Williams. And on that note, from one champion to another, Jay Devlin, plug your stuff as we exit today's podcast we are back on uh uvn radio and iheart radio live every tuesday night seven to nine pacific standard time for the mostly sports show um get us on itunes just put us in the google machine you'll find us lots of great content find us on twitter mostly sport constantly having a good time with some sports and entertainment we're big on the bachelor right now with corinne for all the people out there watching the bachelor vanderpump rules people as guests coming on the show so we're having a good time and we're going to have you back on the show next time you're in L.A., my man. Oh, excellent. Appreciate that. Definitely. Definitely love the show. Definitely love Jackie Marfuji. Laugh Another shout-out. Another shout-out to your Laugh Bay. Got, got to give her a shout-out. Yes, and uh, and I'll, I'll be listening to your podcast tonight. I'm very excited. It's a, it's a good you know two hours well spent while I'm grinding out this game for the people. And thank you, people, for listening once again to our little micro-pod re- recapping this week's action. The games are up in the lobby already. Go to cinemadraft.co. That is cinemadraft.co. Follow us on all of our social media. It's either at Play Cinema Draft or just at Cinema Draft. And subscribe to us on iTunes. Review us. Like us. You know, Can I sneak one thing in before you sign off? Please. One quick thing, because I didn't get to come on last week and discuss things with you. You and I had a great phone conversation. That yeah, we kept been missing stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I listened to your show last week with the two you know, lovely ladies you had on. Uh, their names escaped me. I apologize. Oh, yes. Uh, they were... uh, sorry, Kalila Joy, <clears throat> Kalila Joy and uh, Alexia. KJ Incredibly and Lex. Charming. Yes. Articulate, beautiful women. I, yes, I we love. We have them back for our after the Oscars pod. Yes, absolutely loved it. I would have loved to have been a part of that show, but I liked watching it. I will say this: they took offense to the fact that I called Hidden Figures a really good Disney movie. We worked it con- out. We 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 we, we talked they, our way through it. They they looked, but they, you had to explain it. Who doesn't love Disney movies? Disney movies are awesome. I mean, they're they're incredible. They feel good, feel good stories. I like what you said when you said, I mean, remember the Titans was a Disney movie, right? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was awesome. I cry every time awesome. I watch that movie. So that was a, that was a, about the best compliment I can give a movie is to say that was an awesome Disney movie. Well, take it out of context to, yeah. to some people. I mean, a Disney movie can either get, I mean, especially historically can be either uh, connoted as, as something connoted. that's... Connoted? No, no stop. I mean, it, it, I think it. No, what's it. that word? I don't know that word. Well, I mean, it, it's uh, like der- derived from like a connotation. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if it's actual okay. verb. Maybe that's great word. Denoted, connoted, or you can derive a connotation <laughs> from uh, a Disney movie as something that's either like simplistic or family. I mean, all these things. Yeah. That- 
for today's Disney don't really apply. But like, first thing I think of when you say Disney movies, I think of is Bambi, and I was like five. So you know, that, that's why we just had to kind of like we had to talk our way through it because Disney does have like a, a long, large right. legacy, but it's been known as like you know simpler family films at a at a certain point in history. That's all. So we had to talk. I cried way. like a baby twice in that movie, Hidden Figures. Uh, Great movie, loved it. And I, I do I do stand by the fact that I think that it it was a simpler movie only because, like I said to you, that should have been three different fucking movies about all three of those amazing women. And they definitely warmed and up I to would, that idea. I would watch all three of those movies in a heartbeat. Uh, I want more Catherine Johnson and more Mary Jackson. And I, I forget definitely the other one. Definitely more Mary Jackson. Definitely more <laughs> Mary Jackson. And it was no, that was it was it was a really good movie. Gold was a well, good movie. Well, well, you know what? Let's let's reclaim the let's reclaim the phrase Disney movie. You and I together, right here, right now, we're reclaiming yeah. Disney movie to be a positive, to mean something oh, that you can't get enough of, you want more of, and more accurately reflects our our, our more complex times. Yeah, Disney what, movie now means we we it's it's like it's it's like home cooking. It's never it's always good and you always want more. A hundred like it leaves you wanting more. And I think like you like remember the Titans was the perfect example of that. It was like it's an historical movie about like uh, something that happened in history and it, it was just painted beautifully. And when I walked out of the theater I felt really good and it was uplifting and you know, every other superlative you can think of. So that that's my definition of a Disney movie. I'm not talking about Bambi. Or you know, <laughs> no, like we're reclaiming it. Damn it, we we done took it back. Yeah, yeah. we took re- Disney movie back, and so we so let's look, let's see what what future Disney movies wait for your call sheets. All these great movies we can't get enough of. Uh, definitely follow us on all our social media. Keep playing the game. Tell your friends. We're gonna be making some changes coming up in the next few weeks, uh, including mobile and everything. Very exciting. So we appreciate your support, and we look forward to seeing your call sheet.